Welcome to today's episode of the Walking With You podcast, and I'm your host, Dina Adams. And today we are talking with Lynn Neville. I have known Lynn for quite a few years now. It seems like a really long time. Yeah. Um, And I'm really looking forward to having her share her story today. One of the things that I really like about Lynn is her, her passion. And she's just so calm about things. She just has this calm demeanor. She wants to have, like, she, if you were watching the YouTube, she just wants everyone to feel happy and to, and to have a smile and to just have a light. And that's something that when I am on a Zoom with her, when I'm listening to one of her trainings, when we're in and doing anything together, I never, ever have to worry about where I'm at in my daily life, what's going on. Because when we sit down, it's just like, okay, I can smile now. Because <laughs> she just reflects that. So Lynn, I'm really excited for you to be here. I appreciate you being willing to open up and share your story of overcoming with our audience and um, just just be a part of this community. Can I just first say, I love you. I absolutely love you. What you just shared was like, oh my God, you made my day. <laughs> but it love also, you. It's very amazing. It makes me laugh because everybody says that I'm calm and I'm calming and I'm breaking out inside my head know. all the time. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> You have a very calm demeanor about you, even when you're freaking out, if I can just say. Even like we're in meeting, you're like, oh my gosh, and it's all this stuff. Your demeanor still stays just cold. I'm just cold. Let's see. (laughs) I'm a cold person. (laughs) I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh, how funny. Well, Lynn, why don't you go ahead and share with us a little about who you are, what you do, and who you serve in your business, and then we'll get into your story. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you the boring stuff. I am a business strategist who specializes in lead generation and networking in online events. And I'm also the founder of BizBetDHQ and the Six Figure Biz Content Club. And what I do is I help businesses grow their audience and get more leads and make more income with really simple tools and strategies that get results without the overwhelm. And so my motto is you get to say goodbye to the struggle bus and say hello to a list full of loyal followers who want to buy your products and actually work with you. So that's the boring stuff. And that's everything you do. I've been in your world for a while. We got connected through another program we were taking at the same time and I've watched the business side of this journey and I just love being a part of your world and a part of your community and the people that you bring together and the opportunities and the things that I learn. And it's just been so amazing for me, especially as I'm learning more about collaborations and I'm learning more about um, just those connections that I want to make and how to set myself up for, for that. Like my for those listening, my collaboration page on my website would not have happened without Lynn because I, I don't know about anybody else, but knowing what to put out there so that you can have certain opportunities, a lot of times is more of the challenge than the actual knowing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just, Lynn told me one day, you're just going to do it right now. You're just going <laughs> to open up your website, I remember that. start this page, and you're just going to put this stuff on there. 
And since I did that, there was a weight that was lifted that I felt like if someone asked me to collaborate, I could at least send them to this. And since that happened, I took an entire training on media kits um, that I had already gotten access to before I started Business DHQ from someone who's been in broadcasting since I can remember because I didn't know who she was when I met her, but I heard her voice and I was like, why do I know you? And it was because of that. And so I took this thing and there's so much value that you offer that I was able to take everything that she taught and go and know exactly how to apply it in a collaborative space. I knew exactly what I did and didn't need from her because of this space. And so I've been growing just in these few months together um, doing this program. It's just been amazing. So I appreciate you and all that you do. Thank you. And it's been, I've, I've loved, and I, I mentioned this to you before, I've loved seeing um, everything that's coming out of you, the evolution that you're going through. And um, you, you're just, you're more confident about what you say, how you talk about yourself and you're honed in more. And I love that. I love seeing what the, the journey that you've been on. Thank you. And I think that's one of those things that I, I sat down with my marketing strategist after going through some of your, your stuff about collaborations. And I said, I found this thing from like three years ago. And she goes, okay, so we've been in each other's world for about two and a half. And this is everything you do. But she always kept saying, you keep changing what you're doing. And I kept hearing that from so many people. And it wasn't that I was changing what I was doing. I was trying to figure out what to, how to say it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. and you've just been able to help me so much. Anyway, I want to, oh. I want to make, make sure we have room for okay. the story because we can, yeah. you and I could probably sit and talk all day <laughs> about the space. So we'll, we need to do a retreat. We need to get, we need to do it in <laughs> somewhere so we can hang out. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Okay, so Lynn, why don't you go ahead and I would love for you to start with um, wherever you want in your story that's going to share some of the struggles that you went through that led you, that, that you had to go through probably even maybe before you started a business or when it started um, that, that were challenges for you that you've been able to overcome and how you've overcome those. Yeah, so I'm going to go way back to the beginning. Ready to get, get your armchair out um, my psychiatrist session here. So going way back, um, I was born in the Philippines. We moved to America when I was four. Rather, my dad was already in, in America, and he brought the rest of, he brought my, my mom and, and my siblings over to America when I was four. And um, I didn't speak English. We moved into Manhattan, um, Hell's Kitchen area, mid-50s on the west side. And, um, I never felt like I fit in. I always felt like, um, I wanted to be like everyone else. I wanted to be like the white kids around me, but I stuck out. Um, I was also a middle child. So I wanted to please everybody in the family and wanted everyone to get along. And I also grew up in a very, um, my dad was very expected a lot of us, especially since we were the first of the kids of, of my cousins and stuff to come to America. And so there were so many high expectations of us. And then it didn't help that we went to parochial school for, <laughs> and for elementary school. It was just, I always had to be a high achiever. I always had to do the right thing. I always had to live up to everybody else, else's expectations. And so that's something I've always struggled with. 
and that I still struggle with, even after being in business for this many years, after being in corporate for so many years. Um, it's something that's come up in mom's groups as I was raising the kids from when they were little. It came up when when I had my my first baby. I was like, I wasn't meant to be a mother. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. You know, those those it's just a constant struggle for me. But um one of the there have been a lot of things along the way that helped me to overcome that. It still resurfaces, but one of the, the things that um, it kind of serves all the different struggles that I have is finding biz besties. I have to say, I, it's a harder thing to do it in my personal life. I always have to remind myself, my husband tells me all the time, don't forget, it takes effort. You need to invest in your friendships. Don't forget, like this person's inviting you to go out just because you don't, you're feeling afraid, just go. You still have to, you know, it's still a friendship. And so um, it, for me, I found it easier in the business world. I don't know why, but um, having people by my side and not doing this all by myself has made a huge difference. So the first few years, it was freaking lonely. It was so hard because I thought I had to do everything. I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. So there were so many questions. And then I would just um, sign up for so many trainings and try to figure out on my own. And things didn't mesh something conflicted with something else what do I start now this sounds good but no that thing sounds even better and, and I'd be split and it was just I was just a hot mess it was hard it was crazy it was lonely it was really um but and that was the biggest thing I think lonely and I doubted myself so much and I had my husband who was very supportive although he wanted me to get a real job all the time he was like just get a real job <laughs> um but it's not the same. Your your spouse, your partner, turning to them when they aren't in the same space as you is hard. They don't get it. Um, they want to fix things for you. My husband especially want to fix things for me. And I don't want that. I just want someone to hear me and to understand what I'm going through um, and not necessarily give me advice. When I ask for advice, that's a different story. But when I'm just venting, you know, you have those hard days. And so I think for me, a long of a along the journey of my personal life and my business life, the game changer has been having at least one person at my side who gets me, gets what I've been, what I go through, gets how hard the entrepreneurial journey is and how it's, um, every day is different and it's okay to have crappy clients. It's okay to have crappy customers, but it really helps when you're having that horrible day to have someone talk you off the ledge, to have someone say to you, um, that person just sucks. You don't. So just let go of it, move on. Or even just to have like, um, I think I want to do this. What do you think? You know, turning to someone just to get that, am I crazy? Or does this actually sound like something that makes sense? That kind of thing. So. That's been the game changer for me. That no, I, I know. <laughs> that is like, that's a, a long history, right? Like that's way, way, way back. And so I kind of maybe want to ask a few questions around that because yeah. I would like some context maybe. So when you said you moved from the Philippines, where did you say you guys moved to? Manhattan. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. It was a rough neighborhood. 
I know it's not like, um, nowadays. It's totally gentrified. It is. It's really expensive to live in. There's fancy restaurants, but it was concrete jungle. We didn't have um, the nearby park was disgusting, and uh, we didn't have a play- like the playground was concrete. There was no grass. I didn't grow up with. You know, I live in the suburbs now, and I'm so appreciative of the upgrade of the surroundings that my kids get to enjoy because I didn't have that. So growing up there, did you did you stay with your parents like until you graduated high school and then moved out or and did you stay near your family or did you move away somewhere? So, okay, so from first through eighth grade, we lived in Manhattan. Then my we moved to New Jersey. But my siblings and I continued, we all continued to commute to New York. And this is another thing. So we would be driving from New Jersey an hour each way. Um, and then we would, so we'd drive an hour to get to New York. And then my sister and I would get on the train 30 minutes to get to the Bronx, where we went to a specialized high school. So in, in, in New York, there's three specialized high schools. You need to be able to um, take a test and get, do well enough to get in. And so that's why, and one of the reasons why we actually did that commute, because it was such a good school, but we would have to leave immediately. We'd have until like four o'clock to get back to meet my parents so that we could drive back to New Jersey because that was the end of their day. So I wasn't in sports. I had some extracurricular activities, but mostly like clubs that I could participate in that didn't go beyond four o'clock. So that was tough too. Like you've unearthed something that struggled with too. But that's hard because, I mean, that removes the opportunity for you to actually have time with your friends. I mean, you're going to school and you have these people around. Everyone wants to go do things after school. They have all the events going on, all the sports, all the clubs, all the things. And when you don't get that, going to a good school is important. And that social aspect of it that is removed when you cannot participate outside of certain things that could make it really challenging yeah yeah I didn't learn how to make friends I had to learn how to hug you what I learned how to I I had to learn how to hug Mm. yeah so um I mean in in even in college, I, I had struggled with trying to feeling comfortable with making friends. And then after college, um, I got I got a corporate job. I remember in my corporate job, they called me Julie from Love Boat. <laughs> Julie Stuckel was her last name. Because I was the one who was or, always organized, organizing the gatherings, the, the parties, the bringing in the cake and stuff. And I wanted everyone to get along. I wanted to fit in with everyone. And I think that I did those things because it helped me make that community for myself, Mm. make that, um, make everyone feel comfortable with each other and happy with each other, but also build that safe space around for myself. Before we continue on today's conversation, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors who make this podcast possible. Janine Bolin is the authorpreneur's expert when it comes to planned profitability. Before you launch your book, chat with Janine about the next steps you will need to take so that you don't go into debt while publishing and promoting your book. She is the author of 12 books and an online course creator of over 91 programs, 
broadcaster on 64 public radio stations and promoting episodes on over 112 internet platforms. Janine sells mistakes. It is cheaper to learn from someone else's mistakes than to make them yourself. So pop by her open Friday coffee sessions on Zoom by registering on her website, authorpodcasting.com. And now back to our conversation. So what made you decide to go from, I mean, after college, working, what made you decide to go into entrepreneurship? Um, so I've always, you know, from that background of having high expectations and always having to exceed and excel at everything, that expectation that was on me, I never, I've never been the kind to just sit and do nothing. I, um, even when I had my first baby, I did all the direct marketing businesses. So they're living at home, um, like the jewelry things, all that stuff, because I wanted to feel a sense of accomplishment. I wanted to feel like I was still um, doing something to contribute to the family and still being looked at as, oh, she's she's actually good at something, you know? So I always had these side things. I did the rec- direct sales. I actually um, owned a consignment, a children's consignment business. Um, I can't remember all the other stuff that I've done. I've always been busy. Uh mm-hmm. I'm having a brain fart right now. There you go. Hey, they happen. It was going to happen, right? <laughs> but I and I think the important part of that is we all function differently, and what we go through in life, what can fuel one person, can debilitate another. And so, as you're talking about all the challenges that you went through, um growing up and how you utilized the parts of who you are and who you've become in order to move you forward is really encouraging because I'm I'm the opposite. I will use everything to hold me back. Mm-hmm. Oh I can't do it. Okay. I I guess <laughs> yeah. Like I learned to not trust myself. And believe everybody else around me, even if they were wrong. And I knew they were. And so it's been a, so listening to you, it's like, oh my gosh, that's a choice, right? We get a choice every second of every day to change how we want our life to go. And to think as you're talking about your story, I'm like, oh, well, I never had to go through that. I didn't have to go through that either. I didn't, well, it wasn't really that hard for me. And I'm realizing that some things, if you compare, right, we shouldn't compare. We should never compare. But some things that we put in our perspective that seem so hard and so awful, when we put it in, in a, like when we get out of our own perspective and look at other things going on around us, maybe it doesn't seem as bad as it was. Yet it's the things that we tell ourselves, the lies we believe that makes our situation sometimes seem so bad. Yeah. And so as you're sharing all of these things, to me, it's encouraging to say, I get to choose every day if I want to let that hold me back or if I want to let that move me forward. And, you know, it's great. We all do that with our clients, right? It's, (laughs) It's not always the easiest to do with ourselves. And for you to see how the high achiever part of you, you can take that and go, here's how I can use that to my benefit. When you talked about in college, 
creating an environment that worked for you. Like my mind is blown on that because I'm like, I, I don't know how to do that. I, I couldn't do that. I am an adapter. So I, I would be the person that whatever world you created in that space, I'd just adapt to it and make it okay. Yeah. And I think an important lesson for us to take from this is to remember that no matter whose story you listen to, we all have our own parts about us that are strengths that we don't function that way. And that doesn't mean that because you didn't do it that way or you weren't able to overcome that thing yet or whatever it is doesn't make you any less of a person, yeah. any less valuable in, in any capacity. Yeah. So I wanted to compare to show people you don't need to compare, right? What yeah. it can do to you. Um, I know it's human nature though. And so um, I think, Everyone needs to give our, ourselves grace in that it's okay to think what we think, but it would serve us better all around ourselves and everyone else if we can take that, acknowledge it, and then keep moving on. And so you were saying that you're an adapter. I view myself as an innovator in that if something, if an obstacle comes across and or someone tells me, no, you can't do that, then I look at what can I do then? Instead of, I can't do that, then what can I do? So if, um, brain fart again, <laughs> if, um, if there's something, say something in my business that I can't do, then what can I do? So for example, I had wanted to put together a specific training for the longest time. I just kept procrastinating. I don't know why. I, I think it was bringing me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, that was definitely what it was. It was bringing me out of my comfort zone. And so someone beat me to it. And it was this awesome training that no one else was doing. And then someone beat me to it. And I was like, oh my God, it's not even worth doing anymore. But then I realized, take what that person is doing is different than what I would have been doing. Take it as a learning experience, see what they're doing, and then make what I was going to do even better, but still get it out there. You know, so... I love seeing how other people do things too, because it helps me innovate even further. Like there, there's this thing that I joke about. I love going to, um, I love looking at everybody's dishwasher when I go to someone else's house, because I feel like I can always improve the way I load my dishwasher by looking at what other people do. And so I do that in business too. I feel like I can serve people better by improving what I deliver, by seeing what other people do that has done really, really well. And the things that don't really work as well. So that's why I think, you know, in, in business too, that I'm, I'm an innovator. And then also that I hate struggle. I don't want people to struggle. I want everyone to be happy. So everything I do is based on how can I make this the easiest, simplest way for them to get, to avoid the struggles that I went through and then to get the results without having to go through that struggle. And you do that so well. Oh, thank you. You do it so well. And and so one of the questions I would love to to have you share is, or things I would love to have you share is because this is something that most people struggle with is you talk about the high achieving and the expectations. And so, and you talk about your family or your husband, just get a job and don't do this anymore. Sounds to me that there's not, there wasn't in the beginning, at least a lot of support around you being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. correct? 
Yeah. Yeah. So what was that like for you? Like, how did you deal with the lack of support? Because I hear that from people all the time. I don't have support for my spouse. I don't have support for my family. I had no support from anybody. I'm trying to do it on my own. Like, what's what's something that you can share about what you were able to do? Like, how do you handle that no support? I create that support for myself. So like going back to what I talked about in my corporate job where I didn't, I, I, I was the Julie from the love boat making that comfort zone happen for me and for other people too. When I was the GM at Across the Gym, same thing. I loved organizing events so that we could all get together and be happy. And I would, people would love me. And that was, I mean, selfishly, I'm going to admit it. People would love me because I did this for them. Um, and so in the business world, even when I was doing the direct sales stuff there, you're doing that stuff on your own. You ha- may have an upline, but really you're doing that on your own. And so I found opportunities to ask my upline who else is doing this. So I'm not doing it alone. I found Facebook groups where people who were in the same direct line business, direct sales line business were talking and, and supporting one another. And so in throughout my, my business journey, i looked, I'm always looking for, well, I was in the beginning, I was always looking for Facebook groups or masterminds or some kind of group where people were like me going through the same kind of journey. And that's why, how we met through, um, you know, through it was, it was, it was pretty much like a mastermind and it was so nice to meet with other people. We actually, we started meeting outside of that, right? Like taking our own um, you would, we, you would leave. We it. did. We were, it was like yeah. accountability partner. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's be accountability partners. That's how we met. And I think we sell ourselves short by not looking at that piece instead of turning to YouTube or to, to Google to look for, for an answer to the things or to taking mm-hmm. another course in not actually implementing anything. I think having an accountability partner is huge. It makes mm-hmm. such a difference, but also to not rely on other people to make things happen for you all the time. And so for me, I learned to make that support system happen for me, whether it was in the beginning, those Facebook groups, and then eventually into those masterminds, and then eventually to just finding the besties. That's awesome. Well, I just, I appreciate you being here and sharing your story. Um, One of the things that I really enjoy is, I I am enjoying is just your community. I'm in your free Facebook community. That's how I kind of, when we met, it was just like kind of getting connected with you however I could. And I find that if anyone's looking at increasing their support system, because that's something that's so, so important, is you have to find people, places, videos, podcasts that will pour into you in a way that support and encourage you moving forward and encourage evolution and change. What I don't encourage people to do is find a place that you feel so comfortable that there's no no potential for growth, that it doesn't maybe sting a little bit, that you don't get any conviction, that you, you know, it doesn't push you to change at all. If you're in a place where you're feeling that way, then it's time to expand your support system. 
I like people in my life who will call me out on my shit. (laughs) Right? I want someone to be like, is that really like, why are you even doing that? You know, you said this and now you're doing this and this doesn't make any sense. And it's not out of rudeness. It's out of their true concern and compassion. I just mm-hmm. had someone message me the other day. She's my web developer, but we've been in each other's world for over six years. And we are, um, we work together all the time. We see each other almost every, multiple times a week. And she says, what did you just do to your website? Like, I don't understand what's happening. And I was sending a message in, in our little group of us. And I was like, so I just did this and I wanted... And because of her perspective, and I've done this to her before, go on to my website and just start changing and stuff. I was like, oh, these are actually changes we talked about. I know it looks different than what we said, but I just needed to get rid of stuff and clean it out. And, you know, and she was like, oh, okay, I just want to make sure I was on the right page. Like, we're okay. I was like, we're good. You're doing amazing. I'm just going through a transition. Having people who aren't afraid to ask you the tough questions. Those are people you want in your circle. Mm-hmm. When you can say, hold me to this. And if you see these things, please say something because we don't always see it when we're in it. Yeah. Right. And so we need yeah. that support system around us. You can get connected in Lynn's community below, my community below. If you find that you have people that you've connected with, that you really liked their space, you felt like it pushed you further, get connected, have mm-hmm. conversations, initiate it, ask questions. Um, because the most important thing you can do for yourself is put yourself in a place for support, for encouragement. And when I didn't have support, when I started, um, in the way that I needed, my support was YouTube videos, (laughs) Facebook groups, you know, reading books, who were the five people I wanted to spend my most, the most time with. Well, I have five kids and a husband. That was not where I wanted. <laughs> yeah, what I was wanting to grow, right? I so I found books and I I thought out what I was what I was hungry for, what I was thirsting for, so that I could do what you said, which is create a community around myself that supported me to keep me growing forward. I think that's such a powerful reminder for people. And not just to keep growing, because it's so easy to just, like you said, find that comfort zone and stay where you are. But having that support system around you helps you keep moving forward, but um, it keeps you going faster. Mm-hmm. You know, so when we're doing things on our own, we're, we're reading the course, we're reading the guides, we're go- Googling stuff. It is a slow learning curve. And I even just finding a friend who, has used that product or has a product that, that can tell you, no, it's a piece of crap. Don't, buy, don't waste your time on this. But here's something that is so awesome that would help you even more. So here, like sign up for this. So having that outside view to hold you, to really see in the air, especially mm-hmm. to see what's going on in your head and to see any conflicts going on and that indecision happening but also to help give you recommendations because they've gone through it before is helps you move forward faster, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I want to let you all know that Lynn has a free offer for everyone as well. So you'll find the link below this video. It's free 30 ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations guide. And she just has so much to offer. There's so much greatness in in her community and her programs and what she does for people. And I've gained so much from it. So if you want to get introduced into her world, click any of the links below. She's got all of her stuff there, social media, website, the free offer, um, and get just get connected if, if you felt that you aligned with her in any capacity. So Lynn, thank you so much for being here and sharing your time with us on the podcast today. I just really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun.